Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of my podcast. Um, I'm sorry that I haven't been posting lately. I've been doing schoolwork. I've kind of been behind a little bit, but I'm getting there. Um, so today I'm going to be reading five stories, but it might be more if the episode isn't long enough. I, I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm gonna read the first story, I guess. I haven't done this in a while, I'm kinda scared. Um, anyways, the title of this is Karen Attempts to Order at a Closed Restaurant, Despite Me Telling Her That, that, Despite Me Telling Her That She Can't Order Because We're Closed. This one already sounds kind of interesting. (laughs) Anyways, um, the story begins with, This happened about four years ago, when I was working at McDonald's. Now, this one is a 24-7 McDonald's, but due to management at the time, we had to do a deep clean. So we closed at 8, and we gave considerable notice, as there were signs everywhere letting people know. Then there's the blind driver who went past all seven signs, not noticing a single one. I'm on headset for driver. I meant for a drive through The cast me. Er, the cast is me, yours truly, entitled mother, or an EM, entitled mother, and M is manager. Me, here's the beat that someone's at the order station. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Unfortunately, we're closed at the mo- I'd like a fish finger happy meal and a large quarter pounder meal with a Diet Coke, please. I'm sorry, ma'am, we can't provide any service at the moment because we're just closed for maintenance and deep cleaning tonight. What do you mean? This is an all-day, all-night McDonald's. Yes, we have- Yes, we are, however. This was the business manager's decision, ma'am. I cannot provide any service at this time. I am posted here to let customers know that we're, that we're closed in case they miss the signs outside. I don't like your tone. I like to see the manager. Of course, ma'am. One minute, please. I go to the manager and explain the situation up to, up to when she asks for him. She takes the headset and I grab a spare. The hello, this is the manager for tonight. What seems to be the issue? I'd like to order, please. Ma'am, my crew member explained that we are closed at the moment for maintenance and and deep cleaning. You're going to have to find another McDonald's that's open. Like the one in X and the other in the city center. But it's my son's birthday today and I want to treat him. Uh, Ma'am, I understand that, but none of our equipment is on to provide service. You ruined my kid's birthday. I'm coming to the window. Entitled mother drives up to the window and demands to see my manager's um, superior screaming at him, not knowing he is the only superior there since he's... The damn business manager. Manager. I am the business manager, ma'am. We decided to harass my crew and disrespect me. We have your plate, face, and cart description, and we'll not only report you to the police, but we're permanently banning you from this McDonald's. Congrats, though. Congrats, though. You're the first person I've ever had to ban. Karen drives off, and we resume the cleaning. We did have leftovers from before we closed, so we held a friendly competition for the most creative burger. I didn't win, but I got to eat my spicy quad Big Mac Supreme. Some info at the end of the story. Dr. Karen didn't get the hint we're closed, so she screams at the business manager to get to get his in-store superior when he has no superior in-store. If she was banned, we reported her to the police for aggressive behavior. Thank you for reading. Well, that one was interesting. And the comments read, Can I speak to your manager? It's a Karen in a nutshell. Good job for your costuners. Good job for your costuners work.
Somebody said, I felt terrible for a classmate in high school who was a manager at one. She was one of the nicest young women in school, and the crap she took was just inexcusable. She'd open before school, and people before coffee suck even more than people after coffee. Coffee. Spicy Quad Big Mac. You have intrigued me. Please tell me what it is and how I can obtain it. Oh my god. Okay, well, I just, I just like this. Um, anyways. The next one is called, Could My Mom Be Religiously Abusive? Could they? Ooh, who knows? Okay, well, um... The story begins with, This is all pretty much started when I was 13. At the time, I had undiagnosed depression, and as a result of just being sad, I shut myself in and hated going anywhere. I would flip out a lot of people, and while it was an embarrassing part of my life, I don't really think I can blame myself. I mean, one day, I'm just a happy teenager, and the next, I'm hit, I, I'm hit with a wall of self-loathing and sadness. You can credit it um, to regular teenage moodiness, but it doesn't just happen overnight. Anyways, when I first had some depressive episodes, I didn't want to go to church as a result. The first week or so, I could fake sick, but I couldn't fake sick every Sunday. My parents ended up dragging me to church while I was in tears because I didn't feel well mentally. I was confused as to why I didn't feel well mentally and hated my parents and church as a result. I remember my mom saying things like, It's just a phase, we need to go to church, or... You don't get a choice in the matter. Very hypocritical, considering the fact that my religion highlights the whole free free agency thing. Also says, you're in big trouble if we catch you out of line. And I ended up hiding in the bathroom or leaving the church building just to cry and avoid my family. My mom specifically would drag me to the temple when I knew for a fact that I had been sinning and wasn't and wasn't worthy to attend the temple. The temple. Um, she brushed off my pleas to just stay home. If anything, I think that I kept those sins going. It was because one one ounce of pleasure I got. I didn't do it because nah, I can't read that really. Um, but because I lacked pleasure and enjoyment in life, so that so that physical pleasure became a solid source of enjoyment in life. It was truly a dark place. I don't know why I said that like that. Um. Now I'm kind of scared for myself. Anyways, I'm not entirely sure if this is how it works, but I think I either kicked the depression bucket away or learned to repress it and pretend everything was a-okay. My parents stopped saying those things because I was just sitting there quietly now, and I truly believe that I didn't get a choice or deserve a choice in my own religious path. It's pretty much been alright since then. They they have the occasional weekends when I just mentally feel horrible only to get the whole, you don't get a choice crap. I'm 17 now and and have officially been diagnosed. My depression has gotten really bad again. I believe it's particularly due to the fact that I'm getting forced to attend church and attend a 6am church class every freaking weekday. I can't get enough sleep and I just want to have time to focus on myself and practice healthy habits. It's not faith if it's forced. Recently, my mom turned to giving me a choice. Either I attend church in the early morning class or lose driving privileges and successfully be isolated at home because I can't go out to see friends, or go to work without asking for a ride. My mom claims it's not manipulation because it's a choice, but I don't really think she's in the right. Is my mom actually religiously abusive, or, I'm, or am I just a tired, moody teenager? Update slash edit. 
not sure which to use, but I kind of just wanted to address everyone's kind words. I know somebody isn't a, isn't a rather liked religion, or I know that religion isn't a rather liked religion, but it's nice to see that people actually look past the religion part and focus on my mom and her actions towards me. I learned that I don't hate my religion, but instead have an under an underlying hatred towards my mother. I've invited her to my next therapy session this coming Tuesday because I know that just telling her my just telling her myself won't end well. Overall, I'm so happy for all the support. I plan on getting my mom to understand that I'm taking a break from church and church-related activities until after I graduate because I handle I can't handle going to church knowing that she's breathing down my neck. I'll update again after therapy. I mean, it hasn't updated yet, but this was just posted 15 hours ago. But um yeah. Um I'll read the next story in one moment after this little break. It's break time, it's break time. Gather all your friends, it's break time, it's break time, it's break time. I just realized I'm copying I'm copying a Jacksepticeye song. Ah, why do I have that stuck in my head? Anyways, yeah, this is just break time. So, see ya when I start recording again. Bye-bye! Okay, so, on to the next one. The title of this one is Karen Goes to a Public Pool and Then Gets Angry That Other People Are Swimming. Story begins with, Hello, dear listeners. Back with another entitled parent story for you. Starring the biggest mega Karen I know. My mother. This happened while I was 11, in 2001. We'd moved to a small town in a new state two years prior to this, and my mother was still getting her foothold in a new place. And by this, I mean my mother and her entitledness. Let me explain my mother. She's about five feet tall, broad-shouldered, chubby but strong from doing farm work for most of her life, and a resting bee face that would make Dolores Umbridge want to run the other way in fear and discomfort. Needless to say, she did not look good in a swimsuit. Much to my embarrassment, the first day she came with me to the public swimming pool. When we arrived at the pool, a mum went to the change room while I jumped straight in. I was already in my in the um, swimsuit and board shorts when we left from home. A few minutes later, along came my mother, dearest in her two sizes too small, one piece, with her chub out for the world to see. I'm all for body positivity and loving who you are, but seeing my mother in her too tight onesie waddling towards the pool was a sight that made 11-year-old me wish I couldn't swim. Let's just say that she was in no way elegant um, when entering the pool. Instead of sitting on the edge and sliding in, she went with a full-on jump into the deep end, sh throwing other swimmers off course in their attempts to get out of the way. And then came her entitlement. As she proceeded to act of her $5 entry fee, gave her full control of the pool and everyone in it. My mother was not a strong swimmer, so her preferred stroke of choice was a doggy paddle or awkward breaststroke. This resulted in her kidding in her getting in her kicking or hitting the occasional swimmer in her hapsoyard laps around the pool and getting angry at them for being in her way. They started yelling at the other swim she started yelling at the other swimmers, who were mostly children, that they shouldn't be there and demanded they get out of the pool or get out of her way. By this point, I'd expected I'd escaped to the other side of the pool, not wanting to be seen with her. Not long after Mother Dearest had gotten into the pool, she was asked to, be to behave herself or get out of the pool. Mother, not understanding how she was the one in the wrong, 
What? But I haven't done anything wrong. Maybe you should teach those stupid kids to swim properly. Of course, this fell on the deaf ears, and she was told to leave. As we were leaving, with me wanting to die, this threat, wanting me to die from embarrassment, Mum muttered something about never coming here again, and even though this threat was something she rarely followed through on, thankfully for me, this time she actually meant it. Every time after this, she would drop me off, or I would just walk there on my own. It boggles my mind how she can be so rude and entitled to think that she owns a space just by being there. But out of all the entitled experience I've had with her throughout my life, this was just one of the more milder encounters. Wow. I'm amazed by that. Anyways, the next, um, the next part, the next story is called Entitled Mother Demands I Serve Her After Closing and Embarrasses Her Daughter. Um, now just give me one second. Uh, okay, done. The story begins with, so first off, obligatory mention that I'm on mobile and also not sure if this counts as entitled parents, but I'm not sure what else to share it. Uh, but since her daughter was there, it might count. <laughs> so this happened a couple years ago. I was telling a co-worker about this today and decided to share. And a little background info. I worked in retail for over eight years and have spent five of that working in the deli. Now, even after eight years in multiple different stores, I moved a lot. I still love people. I always try and see the best in people. And at any time, I have bad customers. I try to kill them with kindness. Because of this, I always strive to give the best service possible, and even on my, and even get on my coworkers' nerves because I always take people after closing, unless our unless our slicers are already clean. Anyways, the cast will be me, entitled mother, and manager. So one Friday night, when I was still working for Walmart, both of my other closers called off. My manager gave me permission to close down at seven instead of eight, and specifically told me not to take anyone. He was aware of me helping people after closing, because I wasn't allowed overtime and needed to finish up. So around 7.45, Entitled Mother walks up with her daughter, around my age, and begins to order. Dopey says, Ma'am, I'm really sorry, but I had to close early tonight. I'm very short-staffed, and I've already cleaned all my slicers. Entitled, mo Entitled Mother, Oh yeah? Well, we'll freaking see about that. She walks away as her daughter follows and shoots me, and I'm sorry, look. As soon as they walk away, I started to put my slicers back together because I know what's coming. And sure enough, a few minutes later, Entitled Mother comes back with my manager in tow. And of course, he tells me I need to help them. Manager, I know what I said before, but you have to help her. And I'm sorry. Now, like I said before, I try to kill these kinds of people with kindness, so right away I try to defuse the situation. Um, Ma'am, I'm, I'm sorry for denying you service. I really hate telling people no, but I'm just behind. You don't seem very sorry. You were so freaking rude when I came up here the first time. You shouldn't have told me no. Me? You're right, ma'am. I'm sorry. Her daughter is still looking at me like she wants to curl up and die and seems to be trying so hard to, to say she's sorry without speaking up. My manager actually stayed and helped and helped and helped and him. My manager actually stayed and helped and him and I got chatting, and I couldn't remember, and I can't remember how, but me being from New York came, um, New York came up. We were in Florida, and suddenly Entitled Mother chimes in like our first interaction never happened. 
Oh my gosh, you're from New York? Me too! What followed was a generic, forced-friendly conversation, as I engaged in her about, and also tried to pretend like our initial inter interaction didn't happen. But I could see her daughter had relaxed a bit and didn't seem so embarrassed anymore. After we finished up and she left, my manager praised me for defusing the situation and still being friendly. All I could say was, thanks, but frick them. And we shared a laugh at her at her expense. She became the butt. She became the butt of a lot of jokes up until I left. So at least I got something out of it. Well, that one was cool. Um, I I would honestly agree that it is an entitled parent story, but I don't know. You guys can. No, you can't vote. Uh, think about it in your head. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Anyways, the next one is called, My friend's entitled mother is tracking him on the internet and is making him remove several of his social media accounts. So I, the story begins with, so I found this out today and it makes my blood boil seeing how stupid and hateful these entitled Karens can be. No, it's bad enough that it happened to me, but I will not allow it to happen to my friends. Uh, my friend is asexual, transgender. We met online via my go-to, not official social media, social media. And although it has been a while since we last talked, they finally messaged me yesterday. We started catching up a bit until today, when they suddenly messaged me, saying that their mom was going to make them remove all of his social media accounts. He also said that she thinks asexuality doesn't exist. Well, I was going to calm him down, and it was working, until his mom actually came in and wanted to talk to me. Well, here I was, talking to her. I let it happen. Keep in mind, this was all in a chat, so these words are exact. Also, yes, I have his permission to type this all out. Them. Hi, this is her mom. Hello, ma'am. Hi. So, the, um, OP says, So, it's come to my attention that you're making him quit several social medias. You know that's the one thing that makes him happy. Uh, first off, it's a girl. Secondly, yes, may I know your name? And your reasoning for doing this to him is, and I don't care if you call him or her, he prefers to be called a boy. And my name is Opie. Okay, it is my daughter. I own her. And he is my best friend. And you say, I own her, as if he's just an object. He is not an object. You listen to me, lady. I've gone through some crap in my life. And seeing the same thing happening to my friends makes my blood boil, especially to entitled Karens like you. I gave birth to her, did you? No, I didn't. I am just sticking up for a friend who happens, who happens to have a Karen for a mom. And just because you gave birth to him doesn't mean you have complete control over him, you idiot. Just listen to me and listen good. Cuts me off as I was typing something else. I will call the police. Go ahead. You don't know where I live, Karen. Now you listen here. You will let him keep all of his social medias, call him what he prefers to be called, and accept the fact that he is asexual. If I hear from him about you again, I will be the one making a police report. Do you understand me? Asexuality doesn't exist. Yes, it does, you, mor you moron. She just wants attention. He does not want attention, Karen. He's telling the truth. No, don't contact my daughter again. Booch. <laughs> 
I can contact him anytime I want. You have no hold over me. You aren't my mom, are you? I didn't think so. Now let's try this again. Let him keep his social medias, the one thing that keep him happy and sane in your toxic household. Call him what he prefers to be called and accept the fact that he is asexual. Do you understand me? You're so disrespectful. She did misspell it. Like hell, I care. You don't. De you don't deserve respect. That was when she left and let my friend come back. I let everything explain itself to him, and now he had to leave. I hope things work out well for him. Does anyone have any advice to help him stand up for his own mother? I'll happily accept anything as long as it isn't violent. We aren't solving this violence. Thanks. This was posted two hours ago. I, I'm reading the comments, and one of them says, Holy crap, she outright admitted she used him as an object. That is true. Um, but anyways, this is sadly the last story of today. Um, hope you had a good time listening to this. And, uh, oh no, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, see you uh, next episode, probably, hopefully in a week. Um, bye.